We're beginning a series of parashiyot which deals with what we refer to as the suya of the avot. Sefer Bereshit is also referred to as Sefer Hayashar. And the reason is because the avot were referred to as Yisharim. So the Sefer about the avot is called Sefer Hayashar. Why the avot are called Yisharim and what that means exactly is not the shmuz for today. But the point is that the Sefer Bereshit is the Sefer that refers to everything about the avot. And it's our job to learn that sugya of avot in order to learn how to grow. Which means Chazal tell us, Hayav Adam, a person is required to say, Matai Agil Maasai Avotai. That a person, if he wants to grow properly, if he wants to reach his potential, then he needs the guidance of the sugya of Avot. Otherwise, if he doesn't study that sugya, and he doesn't ask himself, how am I going to grow like they did? He's not going to reach his potential. So it's a very important, important sugya. And each Av by itself, each one, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, each one is a, it has a series of lessons in and itself. So before I go into today, beginning the sugya of Abraham, I want to do a little bit more of an overview of what the direction of what we're trying to see from the Avot in the first place. And this is a very fundamental principle. You have to know these are very basic, fundamental principles that we need to all have. We know that the Avot had a life mission. All the Avot had a life mission. And that life mission was to fix the damage that was done by Adam HaRishon. Before Adam HaRishon made a sin, the world was a world that was free of evil. The world was clean of evil. And Adam HaRishon did a sin. The result of the sin was that he corrupted society. Corrupted the world. Corrupted the human being. Everything changed after that sin. That means in that sin, encapsulated, all the root of evil in the world was encapsulated in that Nisayon and that sin. And by committing that sin, he allowed all this evil to enter the world and the human being. And his children that came out from him had this corruption in them. So the Avot, their mission in life was to fix that problem. Their mission in life was to create a human being that is evil free, like Adam was before the sin. And to fix the world, that the world should be evil free. That's why we refer to the Avot in a very interesting way. We know that Chazal tells us, Ma'ase Avot, Siman Labanim. The way the Ramban is Mazbira is not just like a sign. The Avot actually created from themselves a new creation. And such a new creation, his lineage that comes out from him is a new creation. That's why another name 
for Sefer Bereshit is called Sefer Hayitzira. It's the Sefer of Creation. And it's not only referred to the Sefer of Creation because in the first chapter it talks about the creation of the world, Ramban explains. The Avot were creators. They created something. The whole Sefer is about creation. They created a nation. They created the man who has a tikkun ha'adam. They created a new man who doesn't have ra in his essence. They created a man who has potential to bring to the tikkun of Adam Arishon the complete tikkun. They created a whole new society. They created a new velt. They were creators. And this is very important to understand. Let's just take one or two examples to understand the human that is from the lineage of the Avot are a different human being. It's a different human being without putting in Kabbalah and explaining how it works. Just simple. We know that a Jewish person has three attributes. Rahmanim, Baishanim, Vigomle Hasadim. To the point that the Gemara Yavamis has a situation dealing with the Giv'onim, wanting to know if it was a true conversion or not a true conversion. And we could say that it's not a true conversion because they don't have this attribute of Judaism. They were not Rahmanim by Shanim Vigomle Hasadim. That means there's something missing in that Judaism. It's a different person. The Jewish person has this in his DNA. Where did he get this in his DNA? That's what he got from the Avot. I believe there's a Rambam somewhere that says that if you see a person who has the Midah of Achazariyut, you should look into his lineage and make sure that his parents were actually Jewish. So therefore, this is a DNA thing. That's a creation. It's a creation. They created a new man. Because they rectified the sin of Adam Arishon, which was lacking, which we'll talk about in a minute. What was the evil that it put into the world? And they were able to fix that to some degree in themselves, maybe completely, but regarding their children and regarding the world, the process has begun. We find another halakha. The halakha is that if a person, a Jewish person, makes a resolution, he makes a resolution to do something good. He wants to do it. But then he runs into obstacles, he runs into situations where he gets in the way and he can't do it. The aloha is, he gets the schar, even though he didn't actually do it. The opposite, if he tried to do something bad, he had, we all have, unfortunately, bad thoughts in our minds. And for some people, those bad thoughts come to such a level that they make a resolution to do something bad. They want to go to a place which is bad. Place of taiva. They want to steal. Whatever it is. They get these thoughts, these feelings. Real. They're real thoughts, real feelings. And resolutions. And yet, they don't do it. Whether they don't do it because they caught themselves and they did tshuva. Or whether they don't do it because of honest. The halacha is that the Torah doesn't look at it as if the crime was committed. There's a Shailen Hilchas Tshuva, maybe you have to do Tshuva on the Machshav, I'm not going into that. But the Torah doesn't look at it as if the, the crime was committed. The opposite is true by a non-Jew. By a non-Jew, 
Hashem also gives them schar when they do good things, not the same as us, but they get some form of a schar. If a non-Jew wanted to do good, and an obstacle came in the way and he didn't do it, he doesn't get the schar. If he wanted to do something that was not good, and an obstacle came in the way and he did not do it, the Torah looks at it as if he did it. The Meshachachma explains the many Mephoshim is because a Jewish person, his essence and his true willpower and his true ratzon is to do good. So we could safely assume if these obstacles would not have been in the way, he would carry out what he wanted to do. And therefore we can consider it done. Something bad that's alien to us, to our essence. It's influence from the body, we get confused, we get lost, we get... But that's not your essence. So we say that your inner deeper will was not really to do that. So if your inner deeper will wasn't really to do that, then we don't look at it as if it was done. The non-Jew on the other hand, his inner essence and deeper will is to commit Arias, Gezel, all these things. So if he sets on a path to do so, we say that his will was complete. Even though the action didn't come into fruition. And then Hashem will punish him with complete will, which is really the part that's in the human's hands, is his will. So if he did everything that he can, which is a complete willpower, he will be punished for that. As opposed to good. A guy does good, it's like a mikra. It's not his deeper inner willpower. If he does it, and he actually achieves something, we'll give him schar for that as well. That's meshachach. Point being, that the human race, the human race, after the sin of Adam Arishin, the human race in its essence had a desire for evil that ran deep within the human being. And his psychology, and his emotions, and his feelings, the true depth of the human being desired evil. It was now there. It was now present. When when Avot came, and they fixed the human being, they brought a tikkun to the Adam, today we live off that benefit, that they were able to achieve a a certain tikkun in the Adam, and they were able to achieve, to give us potential to actually reach a level of complete tikkun to Adam. And that became our mission as the Jewish nation as well. So let's just talk about it in a very general sense without getting too deep here. The three main categories of Ra which are embodied in the world by these three characters Yishmael, Esav, and Amalek. Those are the three main categories of evil. Ishmael represents Taiva. He represented Taiva. Esav represents what we call Kaas. Destruction. And Amalek represents what we call the third thing called Letzanut. Some refer to it as Gaiva. Some refer to it as Prikasol. That's not the share of today to explain all these terminologies. 
But the basic three problems of, that we have to deal with in the human is taiva, kaas, and letzanut, or gaiva. That's what we have to deal with, those three things. That is all the tumma in those three things. Everything else is a subcategory of that. And these three men were the men who represented that in the world. The avot, on the other side, Avraham was Mesakin Taiva. Yitzchak was Metakin Kaas. And Yaakov is Mesakin Leitzonis. There's a lot of literature in the Svarim to explain these things. Again, it's not the subject for today exactly. I just want you to understand something very important. So when we're studying Abraham, what are we studying? We have to understand how Chesed is the polar opposite of Taiva. We have to understand Taiva and how it works. And what's that power of Taiva that drives us with Taiva? And we have to understand how Chesed takes that same drive and uses it in a beneficial way. Here's the depth here, Rabbi Sai. It's not that the chat is that there's Taiva and then there's Chesed. Don't, do, don't be about Taiva and then do Chesed. Well, what's the Shaykhs? Just tell me, don't do Taiva. Why do you tell me, do Chesed is the Tikkun for Taiva? That means what I'm telling you is something deep. This one Koyach HaNefesh in Odom, that Koyach HaNefesh, which is a Koyach of Ava and, 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 and giving and all that Koyach HaNefesh, the raw Koyach HaNefesh, can either be translated into Taiva, that's why Arias is referred to as Chesed as well. Or it could be channeled in the way of Kedusha. So when we're studying the Avot, we have to identify with our issues. And how the Misa of us are misacking those problems. That's the Sugya. Not Pshotim. I need Halach Lemaisa. How do you learn up? How do you take from here the Yesodis of how to work on yourself? That's what we need to know. That's what we're here for, to learn. So this is sugya shlema. To understand how to deal with taivas is a sugya shlema. How to understand to deal with your kas and your kinah and your sinner and how to, the misuse of the midah called gvura and din. It's a sugya, but that's all plowing. It's a sugya. And how Yitzchak's yira in, in Kedusha is a tikkun to that koyach anefesh you're using these koyches anefesh in the proper way. That meat of letzanut that we have. That meat of prikasol that we have. The meat that we have, the lack of seriousness. And we take it very light. The yesoidus of emunah and what Torah has to offer. We have to see how the meat of emes works with that. That's our job. That's number one. Second thing we have to learn. This is a general outline for the next 10 weeks. You understand? Second thing we have to do. I'm going to read to you a little bit. I'll read quickly, but you should look it up yourself. In the Sefer Or Gedalio from Rabbi Gedalio Shaw, he points out a point which is very fundamental. Abraham Avinu was born with tremendous kohot. Because he was a man 
who was destined to create a new beginning. He wasn't a random guy. He was born with kohot, big kohot. Avram Avinu, you have to know in general, it's a very deep thing. I will try to bring it out clear, practical. First, let's talk about Avram. Avram was built with the kalim and the achoylis and the koach to do this tikkun. And so was Yitzchak and so was Yaakov. That's their potential. He's Iluya Shekoiches. For Avram Avinu to become Av Amon Goyim. And to change the philosophy of the world. And teach people about giving and teach people about God. You know what kind of guy you have to be? You gotta be a phenomenal philosopher. Genius beyond. Yeah, he was a powerful man. He wasn't like a little guy, you know. Avram Avinu was a giant of a guy. And a giant of a guy has Koiches Nefesh. That not one of us sitting in this room today will ever have those kaiches because we don't have to do what he did. Giant of a guy. But that's what his job in life was. What was the Nisoyanus? The Nisoyanus was to bring out his kaiches, Mikhail that he could step up to the plate to do his job. What would be if Avram Avinu? Would have failed, let's say, in Orkastin. He would have failed in Orkastin. Nimrod gives him a choice. Either you're getting in the fire, or you concede. If he would have conceded, so the way we look at it is, okay, he did it, he failed his mission, and that's it. Gedal Yeshua says, no, not only would he fail his mission, he would lose his abilities because his abilities were given to him for a reason so if he wouldn't use his kaiches, genius kaiches, ability to speak there's a there's a there's a, uh, a uh, Rabbi Bachir that says that the, 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 it says in Chazal that there was a necklace with a diamond around it to heal people Rabbi Bachir it's a shmuz in itself but he says it means he had a kaiches he had a tremendous koyach hadib. He was able to influence people. You got a giant of a guy this was. He was a genius. He was a philosopher. He was a talker. He was a, he, he, he was a debater. He was a guy. You know, you would be machnia in front of this man full of koyachas like this. If he would have failed in his mission, he would lose his koyachas and he would become an average guy. He's an average guy. No more big iluyish uh, koyachas no more. Goes into this thing. And he says that the same applies to every guy sitting here today. When you come into the world, Hashem had a plan for you. Hashem had a plan for you. You have to be something. You got to do something. And you need to have the kishrayness for that. Whether you're going to be a godl in chesed, you could be a godl in emunah, you could be a mashpia. Be a tamachachum, whatever it is, you know. But there's a plan for you, a very unique plan for you, and you're given kaiches for it. And and Gedalia says, you see in yeshivas, and I know this because I'm old enough to know this, and this is a fact. You see in yeshiva, young guys, 19, 20, 21, and these guys are sharp and they're smart and they're charismatic and they're this. And then when they get my age, 
They're just average guys. There's nothing special about them. What happened to all those koiches they had? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It says because they didn't do what they were supposed to do with those koiches, then you lose them. You don't got them no more. Your koiches are not yours. Your koiches are there as Caleb to help you reach your potential. You blow it, then you'll be a regular dip, as we say in our language. Nothing special. Or maybe we'll give you a different job that's not as important. Or is not as strong. That's a very deep thing that he's saying over here. This concept is a very, is a very important concept in many different ways. When you see somebody, when you see a friend, don't judge him how he is. Judge him based on what Hashem's plan is for him. So when we're talking about judging people, we also have to think about this concept. And as far as yourself, don't think your kishrenes and your abilities and all this is here forever for you to stay. They're here for you to build yourself or you lose them. You have a purpose. You have a purpose in life. A very, you're a very important person. Very even though maybe we can't see it today. Because you're young. But you have an important role to play in the Malcha Shemayim. And you're given the Koiches to develop that. And you need the Torah learning to develop that. The Torah learning develops a human being. You know, my Rebbe, Rameh Hershkowitz, is a Talmud for Rabbi Kutla. And he said to me once something very powerful. This Maisim that Rabbi Kutla was a lion. He was a fearless lion. He could look one of the biggest men in Washington, who was a Jew, and he needed his help in the time of the Nazis. And he wouldn't help him at first. And this man was Washington, not Washington of today, which is one big fat late sonus. This was Washington from once upon a time. And he looked at the guy in the face. He told him in Yiddish. But he told him, you are nothing. And your position in Washington is nothing if you can't help a Jew at this time. And then he asked Irving Bunim to translate. He was scared. He said, no, but translate it. And he said it to him, and then he put his head down, and he thought, and he gave in to him. He did things that were courageous, things that were a lion. He was a lion. But the Rosh Hashiva said that his nature was not that. That was not his nature. He was more of a quieter be'etzim. It was not his nature. It's what the Torah made out of him. That means that when a person learns Torah, like the Goyen says, the Torah is like rain. It develops your koiches on nefesh. When we see Gedolei Torah, these guys have Eluyosh koiches, not Shaykh, the Eluyosh koiches they have. Where did these Eluyosh koiches come from? They had it in a small, very small degree, but what developed it? Where was the rain that developed these koiches on nefesh to make them Gedolei? What's the Torah learning that they learned? Torah is like rain, it develops the Koychaz HaNefesh. So you're given Koychaz HaNefesh, you're given potential. Some of it you could see, like Rav Gedalia was talking about before. Some of it you don't see so much. 
But you have in you tremendous godless to do what you need to do in life and to achieve. And it could be in any area of Avayda Hashem. In this, in this, all kinds of areas of Avayda Hashem. It can be Kirv Rechayikim, it can be Chesed, it can be a Baal Isho Bonim, and you know how with Chochmah, how to raise a Meshbocha with children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren. It can be Kol Yanim, Godless in learning. Kol Yanim, you're built. But if you sleep it away, and you waste your time, don't think that those Kachis will be with you. They will not. And at the end of your life, if you could have studied Torah and developed yourself, and you did not, you will be kicking yourself in the pants. I sat in Yeshire. I was there. I was in the walls. I was there. There was some rabbi up there screaming Shavian after 12 times a week. And you know what? I was Shavian after already enough. But I could have. I could have and I should have. And I could have been something big today. Yes, it's true. Sometimes it's hard. But remember, you're a big person lies underneath there that needs to be nurtured, that needs to be developed, who has a tremendous, great purpose in life. And you're going to waste it on a bottle of beer and a jewel? Are you retarded? I know it's not politically correct to use that word and this is a public thing, but are you lacking brains? Maybe that's better. Okay? In this country, we offend everybody. So I don't know how to say it, you know? How's that? This is what's being stated over here. Use your life. Make something from your life. And I don't mean that you just stress yourself out. Yes, you have to grow healthy. You have to play ball. You have to schmooze a little bit. You have to eat like a man. I don't say to stress yourself out. That's also counterproductive. But stay focused. Don't take more vacations than you need to. Don't chill more than you need to. When you're in the say, they use it the best. That's all I'm saying. And Bezat Hashem, every one of you will come out of here as a very, very unbelievable product because Hashem invested in you. Hashem had that intention about you before you came into this planet. Stop up there.